Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 344. I was the cat. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Hello, <clears throat> Jason. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, we, we are uh, continuing our long tradition <laughs> of uh, Super Bowl Sunday's podcast recording. That's right. What? Yeah. It's the manliest thing we can do on a Super Bowl Sunday is to get in a room together, huddle away from the masses, and talk about kitty cats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do think that we have not every Super Bowl Sunday, but but, but, but yeah, the most, majority of mostly, them. mostly, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, there were a couple times we had nervous breakdowns. And, oh yeah, I forgot about this. And then I think there was. One where, for whatever reason, we just didn't. Because I remember being at my parents' house on a Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe one of us had money in the game and had to watch it. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Because I know, even though I was at my parents' house, I wound up watching the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg movie, The Others. <laughs> or The oh, Other wow. Guys. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah I, I've maybe seen four football games in my life. And the only one that was a Super Bowl, I think... I was still in grade school. Right. So. I mean, I'm sure I've seen a Super Bowl or two or four. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you other than maybe one that the Bengals played. Yeah, that's the one I watched. It was the Bengals and the 49ers in like the 80s. Okay. And then maybe I saw the one where the Chicago Bears were in in the 80s. I watched... uh, Tom Petty's uh, Super Bowl performance about 10 years ago. Sure, sure. And Prince's. I remember uh, seeing Prince's. Oh, that was great. Yeah. It's, it starts raining, like, right before he does Purple Rain. Yeah. And it's like a coverless stadium, wherever that was. It was just like, damn it, Prince. How cool are you? I know, right? <laughs> and he did the whole song. He was like, fuck it, I'm just going to play in the rain. Oh, yeah. Because he's fucking Prince. He's fucking Prince. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. You might say Prince is one cool cat. <laughs> I was trying to segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm trying to drink to forget. Oh, yeah. yeah we are. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. We're enjoying a Iron Maiden's Trooper beer from uh, Robinson's. Yeah. Um, Smoky? Which, which is somewhere in, <laughs> in Cheshire, Cheshire, England. It's pretty, so, it's pretty good. It's a red and black porter. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't enjoy a porter for the most part, but mm-hmm. uh, I like it. So, um, a couple of years ago, my ex and I were out beer shopping, and uh, I found this, and I said, well, I have to have it because I love metal. <laughs> it is also an Iron Maiden Trooper beer. Uh, the label is different. Uh, also from Robinson's Brewery. Um, I cannot tell what it is. Hmm. Um, it just says premium British beer. Hmm. So it does not say if it's uh, a porter or anything else other than just beer. <laughs> Who knows? I've I've had one of those too, and it's been a while, so I can't yeah. remember. Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember. I actually think I like this this one, the red and black, better. Yeah. Because I don't, 
I don't remember much about that one, but I just remember going, oh, that was all right. But this one, I'm kind of into. Yeah. I want to take a look at that bottle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this makes great radio. It does. Looking at bottles. <laughs> Listening to men look at bottles. That's the name of our new podcast. Actually, I, I recently also drank a Megadeth beer called right. Tout Le Monde. Okay. And it was great. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I guess this is just regular old beer in a dusty bottle. Yeah. It's been sitting on my shelf for, for two, years. two yeah. years. Yeah. Well, at least you drank it and enjoyed it. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have uh, an occasional habit of... of uh, it's it's very occasional, but of, of getting a beer simply because of the bottle and or can. Oh yeah. Uh, also, right behind you is a can of uh, beer agent. Yeah, that's the right. Beer inspired by Tony Moore and Rick Remender's <laughs> Beer Agent comic book. <laughs> and I think in the other room I have a can of uh, Gamma Bomb IPA. Oh yeah, made right here in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, it is just like the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not too many people know that. Yeah. And yet, they still put Black Knight on the cover of that damn oh, the US, US Avengers. Avengers cover for Ohio. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, there was like 50 variant covers for US Avengers number one, um, you know, one or 52 or whatever, because I think right. they gave Puerto Rico and DC one. Right. Um, and yeah, and every every cover has a specific state, and you know, you would think like, you know, and there's a hero, right. one one hero per cover. Right. And we yeah, we got Black Knight, which yeah. is like that's real strange. Well, you remember all the great Black Knight stories that took place in Ohio, right? <laughs> yeah, the British, uh, <laughs> the British um, town of Ohio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought the weirdest thing I thought though, even weirder than that, was Spider Man was New Hampshire instead of New York. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> of all the Marvel heroes. There is one who I think is probably the best associated with New York. Yeah. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. Who did get New York? Was it Captain America? Uh, it might have been Luke Cage. I mean, like, I guess, I mean, there is the issue that, you know, 90% of all Marvel heroes are for New York. Well, yeah. But which but, one? But who interacts the most with the actual city? Right. Spider Man touches it every day, like every building he swings on. You yep. know, it's just like you think of, like, like if you read a Spider Man comic, you kind of get a virtual tour of New York. Yeah. Because he's always just swinging around the buildings. I have always said that uh, I could probably go to New York and kind of recognize basic areas from playing so many Spider Man video games. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they all take place in, like, a virtual New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, every hero is from New York, but Spider-Man is the one that, you know... Like, most closely associated. Right. Like, like yeah. you just visualize New York when you visualize Spider-Man. Well, it was just a weird... It was just a weird, like, whole concept to oh, begin yeah, with, because... Yeah. On the on the cover of the regular issue of U.S. Avengers number one, there's a bunch of heroes, and in the very center of it is Squirrel Girl. Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder which state Squirrel Girl got, and she didn't get a single. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh? She's like, well, she's on the main cover. Well, yeah, but so are like you know Red Hulk and a bunch of other people. Right. But did um, any of them get individual covers? I can't remember for sure. Because yeah. I know regular Hulk got uh, Arizona, yeah. New Mexico, something mm-hmm. like that. And I guess, yeah, like for the, his the origins right. kind of take place there, but he, he's from Ohio. Yeah. And, and right. I think that was like the concept behind it was that, oh, these are like where the origin states of these characters. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Huh. Maybe Black Knight found uh, King Arthur's sword in Akron, Ohio, when he was possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I mean, there's a castle down towards Cincinnati. Oh, uh, yeah. The Hall of Justice is there. That is also true, but that's D.C. Oh, yeah. And when D.C. did this gimmick, they were just smart enough to put the uh, state the, flags. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was like Justice League number one. Yeah. Where they were planting the flag. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about comics. We're, no. We're, we're not to... even here to talk about the America. <laughs> no. We're here to talk about England. That's right. And cats. Hmm. I love cats. Me too. They're so nice. Mostly. Well, I some mean, are super assholes. Well, yeah, they're yeah, they're not nice, but they're. they're I want. I wish I was a cat. Oh, absolutely. You, you know. Yeah. Like in a rich uh, neighborhood, uh-huh. like where I'm well fed. Yeah. Cared for. That'd be a great, great life. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I used to always say that uh, when we die, we want to come back as not just a cat, but my mom's cat. <laughs> Because they are spoiled as fuck. Yeah, see? A lot of cats are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just went to the uh, the local shelter yesterday to, to pet a cat. Most of them were assholes. Cause, yeah, that happens. Yeah, because they're assholes. <laughs> That's pretty much the premise of cats. Right. Is that they're assholes, and every once in a while they'll let you pet them. It's kind of the premise of this book. It's totally the premise <laughs> of this book. It's the ultimate asshole cat. <clears throat> so yeah, I was the cat by Paul Tobin and Benjamin Dewey. Uh, Paul Tobin, uh, I know he writes Bandette for uh, uh, Monkey Brain comics. I okay, uh, mostly digital first books, uh, but it's a fun book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Benjamin Dewey, I think he's currently drawing Autumn Lands with Kurt Busiek. Oh, okay. Uh, which is about animal people. I didn't recognize the name, but yeah. yeah. That, yeah. So so I guess uh, he, he is suited to drawing animals of all kinds. And uh, he, he gets his fair share here. I heck least. yeah. I would uh, kind of hate that job. Having to draw a bunch of cats. Yeah. Because animals are hard to draw. At least convincingly, like because because oh, okay. this is not a super cartoony book. It's I mean it's There's got a cartoon to it, but yeah. but it's kind of based on like actual anatomy and proportion. And, right, yeah, you know it's it's pretty. It's not photorealistic, but it is grounded in realism. Yeah, yeah. We we are meant to believe that this is not a cartoon anthropomorphic cat right. walking around. Yeah, it's just a cat who happens to be talking, walking, and uh, trying to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Burma. He's adorable. He's he a big. He's a big orange hairy cat, kind of, yeah. kind of like Garfield, sort of, sort of. Yeah, maybe a Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go there. Actually, he he kind of reminds me. Uh, my neighbors used to have a cat named Romeo, uh, who was a long haired orange and white cat like that, with with uh, like subtle tiger stripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who also at the times was like a massive asshole. Hmm. <laughs> And uh, I think, as we all know, if you own a cat, uh, they're always uh, have murderous intent mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. uh, possibly trying to take over the world. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And and uh, this one is uh, just that he's just blatant. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he doesn't really tell everyone though. Like mm-hmm. basically, the premise of the book is um, a lady gets a call that this mysterious 
rich person wants her to write his memoirs for yeah. him. Or his his memoirs. Yes. However you want to say it. Memoirs. Yeah. And like a normal person. <laughs> like a normal I keep thinking of uh John Malkovich and Burn After Reading when he was like I don't know I'm going to write my memoirs or whatever. He's <laughs> he pronounced it really strangely, I forget. Because he's John Malkovich. He's awesome. <laughs> um yeah, he would have been a great voice for Burn. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Allison Breaking, yes. that's her name. Uh-huh. She's an American uh, online journalist, and uh, she's been contacted by this uh, mysterious person to, to write their memoirs. Uh, she has to travel to uh, London to do so, uh, where she coincidentally has a friend who lives there and then is able to stay with her. Uh, and, uh, her friend is wary about everything uh, that's happening. The mysterious person that she's never met before, who is very kind of shady and, and, uh, like they, they don't know the deal. They've never seen pictures. Right. Uh, so Allison, uh, shows up to this, uh, huge house in the middle of London and, uh, is ushered into a room where, where the, uh, mysterious man is waiting and uh, there's there's just uh, an orange cat uh, hanging out there who uh, just starts talking to her. In English. In English, yeah. And, uh, yeah, not just meows yeah, and birds. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and uh, it's him. He's the mysterious man. And uh, he is uh, very old. He has lived uh, eight of his nine lives. Uh, he's on his ninth, and uh, he he's decided that it is time to get his uh, story out to the public. Right, I, I I'm with him on that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, and so uh, obviously, Allison freaks out a little bit because uh, it's a talking cat. Yeah, this is not a world where this is a commonplace thing. No, yeah, yeah, it's just like. Our world. Exactly. Where you would freak the shit out. Sure. The cat started speaking to you in normal voices. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> she winds up telling her her friend, and uh, her friend, uh, of course, doesn't believe her and wonders, like, about, like, you know, if this is some sort of scam. Right. Yeah. A prank or yeah. whatever. Uh, so, so Burma invites her to come along for, for an interview as well. Uh, she spends the entire time looking for, like, you know, Hidden, mechanics right and puppetry and all that hidden voice uh speakers yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> but no it's legit burma's real and uh he's got a story to tell and that is pretty much uh what this book is about it, yeah his story like i i really found it engaging like this book is like i don't know 200 pages or mm-hmm. close to that and and i'm it was hard for me to put down. Like yeah. I read like a hundred pages at a time once when I was just like, I'll just read a chat. Cause it's broken up into chapters. Right. Um, like, you I know. think this initially came out digitally, like in individual chapters. Okay. Uh, and there's like 13 chapters. I'd say probably about 20 pages on each. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if you wanted to take a break while reading it, you easily could. Oh, there yeah. Are plenty of places to pause. Yeah, there's, like, good stopping points. Yeah. But, like, I found right. myself reading, like, three or four chapters at once when I thought I was just going to read one. Right. Like, like oh, I've got, you know, a little bit of time before work. I'll read a chapter of that, and then I'll do something else. I'm like, right. nope, I'll just read this until the moment I have to run out the door. <laughs> so I found it very engaging. Yeah. Well, I'd say that's a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I read it uh, while doing laundry. Uh, so I read probably two-thirds of the book while doing that. And then uh, like I probably wouldn't have stopped had I had to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think the interesting thing about it is, you know, he starts telling his memoirs and... You know, you get kind of lost in those stories because, you know, he tells all eight lives. Right. Um, but there's also a story in his ninth life that is kind of like taking place in our present. Right. So you keep going back from like these it's sidebar fast. stories. Yeah. It's so it's it's done really well where, it, you know, it's not just a flashback to something interesting. It's like there's a obviously a creepy story building in the present yeah. and they flash back to these odd things too there is a massive conspiracy happening and yeah. that cat is right in the middle of it he is he wants to rule the world yep he I wants mean, to take it over all the stories he's telling are basically about his uh, various attempts at uh, basically trying to control people and uh rule the world uh and you know he's done uh, now so instead of ruling the world he's gonna just tell his story right so we think yeah or at least so they think so they think yeah uh, and of course, I mean, he's, uh, an adorable fluffy orange cat, you know, he's gonna, that's, that's gonna, it's gonna, uh, you know, uh, distract you from his murderous side. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh. Like any cat. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of what's, what's that serial killer Ted Bundy? Oh yeah. You know, it's kind like, of. It's, yeah. he's like, you know. The Ted Bundy of kitty cats. They're like, oh, imagine if Ted Bundy was a cat. Oh my god, how many women would he have murdered? Then? Right, a lot more. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, we we both uh, have had cats in in the past, and then you currently still have a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, my 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 old cat Max, uh, who who I frequently refer to as the most awesome cat that uh, ever uh, that lived. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he was very sweet and, and kind of just, just, uh, chill and he would always just kind of sit on a chair like he was Al Bundy and, and he was great. But then occasionally like I'd let him outside and then, you know, you'd see him ripping the head off of a chipmunk. <laughs> right. Because yeah. that's what cats do. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, so Yeah. So I take it you enjoyed this book. I did. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil much about it because I think it's definitely worth reading. But it is, you know, a cat that wants to take over <laughs> the world and all of his various uh, plans and plots yeah. over the years, and who he who he would try to uh, get to help him. Like he right. he became the uh, the pet of some famous people over the years. Yeah, kind of in a Forrest Gumpy kind of way. A little bit. <laughs> Like smarter, more yeah, devious, right? Yeah. yeah. And Forrest Gump was on the TV the other day when uh, me and my friend went to a bar, and uh, like we we're just we're in a bar, and Forrest <laughs> Gump is on, and I'm just like, why are we watching this? That's weird. Yeah, that was weird. And uh, and they couldn't find the remote control to change it. Huh. Also, I hate that movie. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. uh, a terrible movie. Just because everything is so coincidental and all that, and you know. Pulp Fiction lost out to it for Best Picture that year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And also, it's just a terribly schmaltzy, cheesy movie. I enjoyed it, but uh-huh. I, I could easily go the rest of my life without watching it again. Yeah. Uh, lastly, you never want to watch it at a bar. 
Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's sports to be watched. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I would rather watch it than a football game. That's for sure. Yeah, I yeah. guess I'd give you that. Well, there is a football game in that movie, so... Oh, is there? Yeah, he plays he plays football. And that's like, right, that's right. Um, but yeah. And it's got something for everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't think this book has something for everybody in it, but uh, you know, if you like uh, slightly humorous tales that, that also have a bit of darkness and then uh, conspiracy and violence... Uh, some some intrigue and espionage. Uh, yeah, it does a good job because it's not like a comedy. No, um, and it deals with a lot of like nefarious plots and things. But it it is kind of like it's done in a light, a very light way, right? Like where you don't feel, you know, it's not like dramatic where you're on the edge of your seat. But it is. It's more of like a fun tale of these kind of things, right? Because uh, some very dark stuff happens too, like you know, I mean, you see multiple cats die. I know, like his, his, some of them are him. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, and you know, not necessarily, you know, you know, he doesn't just die of old age. No, yeah, know, like he gets skewered by a bayonet or, or you know, a cr- uh, boat crashes and he gets knocked off into the ocean. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he winds up, uh, just, yeah, kind of going through history and, and, uh, hooking up with, with, uh, the occasional, uh, uh, infamous, uh, person around who, who, uh, you know, he helps guide to try to, uh, to, to influence the world. Right. Yeah. Apparently he does. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon, uh, who else we got? Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> And there was a president, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, there was. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was, but uh, was it uh, Hoover? It I, Hoover was I it? can't remember. Uh, maybe even Nixon at one point. No, it wasn't Nixon. I don't uh, think. Okay, Eisenhower. Uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, Burma is very old, uh, which seems weird because uh, you know if he only has nine lives. And, you know, let's say cats generally, on average, live about 20 years at most. At the most, right, yeah. Uh, You know, so does he, like, when he dies, does he then just, like, wait a while before resurrecting? Yeah, I think so, because there's one page that had, like, a little... It wasn't a timeline necessarily, but it shows like some dates of when he was alive. Yeah, like his forms. His earliest one was eleven eighty, right? And then there's like in the sixteen hundreds, seventeen. So about once every hundred years, it looks right, like yeah. he gets he gets uh, brought back. I mean, you know, if that's the case, then that's fine. I don't know. This is one of those weird things where I was like, well, I want to know the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know why, like, you know, it's like that one thing that keeps me from fully enjoying a story, even though, like, it right. shouldn't matter at all. Right. It's like, uh, there's a new show that just started on uh, NBC. It's uh, called Powerless. Oh, yeah. I heard about uh, that. It's like DC sort of DC universe. And uh, one of the characters in it is uh, Bruce Wayne's cousin. Uh, which the entire time, like as soon as that was revealed, I was like, well then obviously that guy has parents. 
So that would be Bruce Wayne's uncle. So when Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered, why didn't he just go live with them? Right. And become a well-adjusted member of society. <laughs> hmm. And it's just, it doesn't matter to the story. No. To that story at all. Right. Whatsoever. But it, get, it gets your mind. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're like, wait a minute. That doesn't add up. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't want him. <clears throat> yeah, it's fine. And they're like, like, we've had our kids. We're older. We right. don't, we don't. That, that is true. You know, let, the, let the butler take care of Yeah. Them. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I mean that character is played by an awesome actor, and probably the best thing about that show. Oh, Alan Tudyk, mm. Wash from Fire. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, KS two zero from uh, Rogue One. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see Powerless actually. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Not great. It looks better than most comic book TV shows, though. Mm. Yeah. I'd say the Flash is still top. Oh, the Flash is good. I like that. It's better than Arrow. Right? Oh, yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the thing is, like, I watched it, and uh, there was a sitcom on a couple years ago called Better Off Ted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, this is basically Better Off Ted with the occasional superhero reference. Yeah. Right. And I was like, man, I miss Better Off Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things change. I was the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who published this? Was it Oni? Um, yes, Oni. Oni? Yeah. yeah. So, when I first heard about this, I wanted to read it. Uh, just because, you know, it's about a cat that wants to take over the world. Right. Uh, uh, like You're like, I'm in. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, but uh, I kind of balked at the uh, the cover price. It's uh, 25 bucks. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And it is 200 pages. So right. It's, does, it's substantial. Yeah. yeah. It, and it does take a while to read, mm-hmm. unlike some other books that we read last time. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Thinking, <laughs> thinking about. Yeah, we read Moon Cop, which I liked, sure. but, but it was like 20 bucks. And it probably took about 140th the amount of time to read as this. Yep. And, and half the size. And yeah. And it was like a lot thinner, too. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I wound up buying this on uh, eBay, or not eBay, uh, Amazon, uh, the marketplace, for like five bucks. So wow. I got a good deal on That's it. That's pretty sweet. Uh, but but uh, you know what? I would totally recommend it at full price. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, have like a discount at your local shop or whatever. If you're a comic store and you don't have a discount, fuck you. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to compete if you don't. Right. You know. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago I went to Florida, and uh, it's not a rule that I have, but you know, anywhere I go, I, I try to find a, a local comic shop, mm-hmm. you know, and if I can support them in some way, right? Uh, so my friend took me to to her local shop there, and uh, uh, they didn't really have a, a wide variety of stuff. Pretty much just Marvel, DC, and like the rare. Dark Horse and Image book. Right. Uh, but uh, they did have some graphic novels, and then one of them was one that I'd been looking for, and I figured, well, you know, we're here, I might as well you know, get something. You know, and so I picked that up, and they didn't have a discount at wow, all. Like, yeah. even, like 10%. Or yeah, that's and, bad. Know, I was like, yeah. It was mostly a game store, but. Oh, well. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. 
I'm sure. It was um, like Magic the Other and Pokemon mostly. Uh, like Warhammer. Uh, oh, okay. Warhammer type yeah. stuff and, and tabletop. I stuff, gotcha. You know, RPG, whatever. Uh, but but they definitely had that other stuff too. And and yeah, their comic section was incredibly small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mostly kind of just uh, it's like yeah, I guess we have comics too. Even right, like comics. I think was in their in their name. name. Yeah. It was probably one of the situations where over the years, like the it could be the yeah. dwindled in proportion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all good comic stores, all great comic stores have a discount, and and so does Mavericks, and so does Mavericks. Uh, yeah, we would sell this book for like eighteen bucks yeah. if we had it. So that's a good deal, which yeah. I totally would have not balked at. You know, paying that oh, price yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the I love this format of book too. Like where it's like it's a little smaller than you know proportionally than a comic book. Yeah. You know, like the edges or whatever the height and length. But yeah. but um, but it's not like as small as like a manga book either. It's right. it's somewhere in between. And that's like my favorite size of book. <clears throat> it just it just feels good in my hands. It's like just a little bigger than my hand. I think it's. Uh... I'd say roughly the same size of like you know just your standard hardback novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a good size. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not uh, a huge fan of digest size or yeah or, or manga sized books. Yeah, I just feel I feel like I'm like a giant and You're, I'm reading a little yeah. tiny book. And then and when there's comics a, are different, right? Because they're usually thinner or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah, when you're reading like a thicker book, yeah. and then and then whenever they're really tall and wide books too, I feel kind of like oh, they're just and cumbersome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, but yeah. This is this is perfectly sized. Yeah, this is how terrible we are at reviewing comics. <laughs> I like the smell. <laughs> the sp- it tastes weird, though. Um, yeah, it's good, and I don't want to spoil anything about it. Right, I know. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there is like more to the story, especially in the present. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where, well, okay, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but we can say he may have subtly taken over the world. Oh. Is true, yeah, and you don't realize you it. Don't even know it. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's not all in his mind. Nope. nope. Like I think it happened. Yeah, it's very plausible. <laughs> yeah, that that this actually happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Paul, not. Maybe not by cat. But who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe Paul Tobin uh, is in reality Allison Breaking. Oh wow! And uh, her wow. Regina is uh, Benjamin Dewey. You know, if Alan Moore had written this book. <laughs> I would say, like, he actually had this experience, and he's just, like, translating it. (laughs) I mean, because Watchmen happened. (laughs) Yeah. All those things happen. (laughs) (laughs) What was the... Didn't Alan Moore do a cat comic in that, like, early 80s or something? I don't know. Like, I think he did a... I think... think, Black Sad? No, no, I mean, like, I think he wrote and drew, like, a strip, like, before he even did Swamp Thing or anything. Was he on Garfield for That was... Yeah, 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 Jim Davis had a vacation. (laughs) Let me just... I'll just look at him on my smartphone. What? (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, that's happening right now. (laughs) Alan? Alan... 
more. Did an autocorrect on you? <laughs> yeah, it tried on a <laughs> cat comic strip. <laughs> this is the weirdest <laughs> thing that has happened in eight years of this show. <laughs> and then, now what's it doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, Maxwell the Magic Cat. That's okay. it. It's from... Uh, is that where he learned to become a magician? <laughs> By writing the adventures of a cat? <laughs> it's possible. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's hard to read on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't... I'm looking for a year, but I think it was... I think it was from the early 80s. Something I've like that. Never heard of this. It proved to be the main reason that he continued the strip until 1986. Wow. About, so yeah, in the 80s, yeah. <laughs> Maxwell the Magical Cat. Wow. Well, so check that out, I guess, people. Yeah. Or rather, just check out I Was the Cat, because Paul Tobin seems to have a much better human personality than Alan Moore does. <laughs> right? And he could probably use the money more. Well, sure. You know? yeah. I mean, because like, DC is about to launch the button crosser, and I'm sure, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you know, Alan Moore is one of the executive minds in oh, charge yeah, of that so he's, he's probably making a lot of cash. if anything he's getting massive royalties yeah, for it that yeah. he's keeping all to himself oh yeah he'll probably yeah he'll probably be at all the cons signing uh, oh, yeah. signing your the button, the button lenticular Happily, covers yep. yeah <laughs> your scratch and sniff lenticular button <laughs> covers <laughs> yeah but yeah i would uh, definitely check out uh at least check out Bandette by uh, Paul Tobin. It's really fun. It's like a like a very cartoony European crime caper comic that he does with uh, Colleen Coover. Okay, who that's his wife, I right? Believe so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's really good too. And uh, I don't think I've actually read anything else by him before, but uh, I do enjoy Bandette a lot, and I really enjoyed this. And, and Benjamin Dewey's art is great. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. <clears throat> the only, okay, here's the okay. If I had to pick one thing that's not the best okay. about this book, I think there's a few instances where um, something happens where that that it bugs me in comics sometimes when the writer and the artist are not the same human. Okay. Um, there's a couple times where I feel like the drawing of the character expresses something that is nowhere near what the, the per- dialogue, the dialogue or represents or the, or the narration or whatever. And I, and then like, it might just come down to the fact that something was changed in the dialogue yeah. after the art was done. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There was like maybe two or three times in this book where that happened, where I was like, I was like, I ah, just like, she looks really happy and right. she shouldn't or, okay. or something or like, I don't know. I mean, is it, a, it obviously isn't as jarring as let's say Greg land drawing something. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I don't think any of this was based on porn, bestiality cat yeah. porn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that though, I, I like really like his artwork yeah. and I think he's a good storyteller. I'm going to look up something on my phone now. <laughs> not to be out phoned. <laughs> Uh, but Benjamin Dewey, I know he does Autumn Lands, but I know there is something else that I've seen his name associated with. Was, was it the decimal system? Um, could have been. Hmm. Uh, if I could spell his name correctly, that would help a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... Wherever you're at, listener, pull out your phone and Google something. Sure. While we Google. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he does. Uh, he did a book called the Tragedy Series. 
Uh, I don't know if I know that. The Tragedy series. And I want to say... Like, for some reason, I feel like it's old illustrations that he, like, just kind of reworks, like, the captions and dialogues to, like, hmm. say something kind of funny or, okay. or profound or... Like old comic illustrations or... Like, like old, old... Oh, old, like engravings and stuff yes. like that? Okay. Or, okay. or at least he uh, simulates uh, old ones. I'm that's sure. that's interesting. I might look into that. I could, and I would say, ninety nine percent sure be wrong hmm. on that. Uh, uh, but there is somebody that does do that kind of work. Right. Uh, but for some reason, I don't think I was associated that with him. And again. Ninety-nine point nine percent sure I'm wrong. <laughs> well, cover your bases. Yeah. Well, he's uh, very good though. He is very what, good. Whatever he does, other than draw, I was the cat. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, he does Autumn Lands. I am one hundred percent sure of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which I've not read because you know, I don't give a fuck about animals. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those good. talking animals. Yeah. Who would? Fuck I that. would never read a comic like that. It is unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I don't even know why you would bring that up during this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, it's 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 uh, really good. And, yeah, and uh, it's just a, a fun, intriguing. Crazy, intriguing it's different. Story, yeah, it's yeah. just different. Yeah, it feels different. You didn't know where it was going. Yeah, which exactly. was cool. I like that. Yeah. All right. Want to take a break? Yeah, we got to go uh, place our online football bets. That's right. Yeah. Actually, I think it started already. It's after seven here. I'm sure it has. We're we're missing valuable commercial time. Dear Lord.
Hi, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. Yep. Yeah. So we're all still alive. Yep. <laughs> Doing it. Yep. <laughs> Some, some some trying times. Yeah. Right. Curious to see how it all, how it all plays out. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a I just found out something yesterday that was kind of crazy. Speaking of we were talking about metal earlier. Sure, these, sure. These these beers. Yeah. Do are are you familiar with the the black metal band Marduk? I've heard of them. They're like pretty crazy. Yeah. They're playing in Dayton huh. this Thursday night. At Hanks? At Oddbody. Okay. That would be even better. <laughs> there's like Dayton doesn't have any big clubs, but there's there is a club called Oddbodies that, you know. They get bigger than usual bands than you would expect. Yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's like. <laughs> I mean, it's not bizarre. It's not like the Rolling Stones are playing there. Right. But it's always bands that you're like, really? Right. Like, like Cavalier Conspiracy. Right. Their only stop in Ohio is a Brazilian metal band. <laughs> uh, they play in this like bar in Dayton, right. Ohio. It's so weird. Yeah. Super Joint, I guess, played there like a week ago, too. Really? Yeah, wow. which I didn't know about until after. So, so. Do you know if uh, Hank 3 is still in there? I, I don't I don't know, honestly. Right. Because they're no longer super drunk. Ritual. Oh, okay. So super drunk. they're different now. So, all right. Like, there's some sort of legality thing. It's, you know, <laughs> it's like the whole Captain Marvel right. Shazam thing. Right. Or, so super and joint are still part of the bands. So ritual left. Yeah. Yeah. Ritual had to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Black Metal and Marduk. Huh. I mean, and like, I, I don't know because I'm not into Black Metal, but. Right. Other than Living Color, I think they were really good. Um, but the, I think they're Swedish, aren't they? Dark, uh, Definitely from Marduk. that sort of yeah area of the world, right? Swedish, Norwegian, whatever. So it's crazy. Yeah, this is so weird. It is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah, they had to play someplace. <laughs> well, yeah, they got to be somewhere, as <laughs> Cheech Marin would say. But, <laughs> but. Yeah, it just seems strange. Right. That, like, Dayton's more of a burg, right? We're not a city. Yeah, we're a city. Are we a city? We're a city. I mean, we were in the 70s, for sure, with well, all the industrial. I don't think they take that away from me. <laughs> but, but they took everything else away. NCR, Mead, like, all of our productive <laughs> things. Fawcett comics. <laughs> yeah, but that just got replaced by Sparkle. Uh, well, yeah, Sparkle's here. <laughs> we're going to make this city a town, a town of city again. <laughs> Yeah, just because uh, companies leave doesn't make it not a city. Right. Uh, you know, it's still a city. It's just not a great city. Right, right. I I like the city, but it just seems strange. Like It's gray and dead. Yeah. <laughs> and occasionally we get a black metal band in town. <laughs> right. Well, that make, makes sense, right? And it's true. The current like climate of things. Yeah, like so people you res- playing next week? Thir- this Thursday. This Thursday. Yeah. It's supposed to be cold. Yes. Maybe snow. You want to go buy some corpse paint at Walgreens? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Only if we can go take a photo shoot in the woods first. Well, we of course we will. <laughs> at least the wooded area behind the Circle K. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, which truthfully is probably how most black metal band photos are taken. Oh, yeah. It's probably not in the heart of the woods. No, yeah. It's probably like, you know, within sight line of Vian's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they could all see a convenience store from, from where they're at. <laughs> Bjorn's parents own, you know, at least three acres of land and there's a wooded area. <laughs> it's actually just beyond the shed. <laughs> right? You can see, like, if you really look close in the bottom of the corner, you can see, like, you know, their cars parked in the <laughs> uh, the mailbox. Um, um, There's got to be a website of just, like, awkwardly funny black metal photos, right? Oh, they're absolutely nice. they're, yeah. yeah. We should we should visit that sometime. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe I've been on it before. Yeah. I believe I've wasted an entire day at work looking at <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, odd bodies. Uh, that's like like just just for the listener that that may not be from here, which I'm assuming is uh, no one because uh, nobody listens to this. <laughs> uh, but it's it's in a pretty much abandoned strip mall. <laughs> right, that is the weird part. There's a dollar store, and then a like, laundromat. Yeah, there's like a giant empty space where there used to be something. Right. And then a laundromat. Uh, there's a video store uh, in the corner of the parking lot. Like a VH, like a video rental store? Yes. Wow. Uh, there's a incredibly tiny Mexican restaurant. I think they closed. Someone Did t- they? Someone told me they closed. Oh. Yeah. That's too bad. They were no. really good. Uh, I mean, not only ate there once, but it was really good. <laughs> right. That's why they closed. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a pizza place in that shopping center, like on the opposite end of it. <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, it's across the street from, like, a Kinder Care. Yeah. And uh, a Kroger. It's it's just funny for me to think, like, these touring bands that they show up and, like, this is where I'm playing, like, right, right, right next to this dollar store. Right. You know, and like, it is right next to yeah, the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I can see a dollar store. It's like, oh, I'm touching the dollar store. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it is in the corner. Of, of the shopping right. mall or strip mall, uh, it's tiny. It is tiny, <laughs> like, like, like incredibly I, tiny. Like I literally, my band has literally played in bigger venues than yeah. this. You know, <laughs> like that has happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's weird. I mean, I guess there is not many other options. For them to play a date? I, I'm guessing whoever uh, is putting shows together there has their shit together because they're getting some pretty decent, right? you know, decently yeah. renowned artists there. I mean, I, like, what clubs are there in Dayton anymore? Gillies? Yeah, Gillies or whatever. I think, I think it's Gillies. I don't know. I've said both. Uh, yeah. Like, I know Hank's two blocks away from here. Right, Hank's Pub. Occasionally gets a band playing. I drove by yesterday, Hank's Club, and the the marquee outside. It's one of those, you know, things you can change with your yeah. own hand. That marquee, like, it has, like, different dates of, you know, bands playing, and one date it just says metal. Yep. Next to it, I'm like, that's intriguing. Uh-huh, Maybe I'll show is, up. Right? I, might, I might go. Yeah, we can walk there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of options. There's just a couple of bars, really, that have i mean they're small bars too they're yeah, yeah it's not like you know you know bars that have a stage it's like no yeah like i think the only like uh bah, bah, what was it called elbows oh, i loved uh, elbows I loved elbows too but it was also just a very small place that barely had a stage i, I saw mastodon play at elbows wow yeah 
Wow. That was great. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nassau's playing in Cincinnati, apparently, sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was mentioning uh, on, on Facebook that uh, I'd fallen in kind of a Mastodon hole the other day at work. And it was like, hey, they've got a new album coming out. I was like, I know. I'm like, hey, they're playing in Cincinnati. I was like, there's not enough money in the world you can pay me to go see a Mastodon. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, it, is it the Taft Theater? I don't know. Because there's, there's a couple of them where um, there's, like, seats at the back where you can, like, just kind of stay away from, like, the, the drunken moshing right dudes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, ideally, like if that was a viable option, I guess I would probably go. But, mm. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, like like, and we have like venues in Dayton. Like, there's the Nutter Center. Oh yeah, uh, Fray's Pavilion. The, there's that place in Huber Heights that I don't know the name of. Yeah, Rose Rose Garden or yeah. something. The Rose. I don't know. <clears throat> but but you know, and, and UD even uh, could potentially be a venue. Mm-hmm. But like nobody plays those except like country bands or like huge bands. Yeah, like Bob Dylan plays Fray's and right. you know you know stuff like that. Uh, Willie but, Nelson. I don't think we've had a big rock band in Dayton in probably 15 years. Well, Hair Arena closed. Well, that, yeah. was, that was where most of the rock action happened. That or the Nutter Center. Yeah. The Nutter Center hasn't had a big one uh, yeah. since at least the year 2000. Right. Uh, and yeah, and Hair Arena, I mean, even before they closed, they weren't putting on shows for... Is Rock and Roll dead? Maybe rock and Roll might be dead. It might be dead. Yeah. Uh, you know... I mean, you just listen to, uh, like, any kind of music, and it is just hot garbage. <laughs> right? I, I mean... Much like our country. <laughs> I think... And I th- country music. I think rock and roll as a... As a... As a, a force? Yeah, it has outlived its trajectory. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it started in the, what, like, early 50s, late, yeah, late, say. And, and it's, like, <clears throat> teenage rebellion music, and now it's, like, I mean, like... Seriously, like, no joke, Crazy Train is, like, on commercials. You know, like, a song about a guy going mad and, like, how crazy, like, this, in the 80s, you know, this is, this is a guy that the PMRC was all against. And, like, now it's, like, on a Walgreens commercial or whatever. It's, like, it's, like, (laughs) the, you know, the oomph of rock and roll is probably not there anymore unless it's kind of underground weird music. Right. Like, underground weird rock and roll. Which, I mean, you know, like, like, you know, guys like you and I, we don't, you know, we aren't into whatever is in the mainstream for the most part. We're kind of out of touch of even all streams, really. Yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely now we are. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, you know, like we, we've always like if there's a band that we like that somehow was like hugely popular, it was like, well, that's weird, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like we've never like gone out of our way to be like, you know, oh, I'm super into this super popular band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, like, I mean, okay, so my, my, my only touch with what modern music is, is that I watch Teen Wolf, and every episode, (laughs) there's, like, two or three songs on the soundtrack that they play that are apparently, like, the big thing (laughs) at the moment, and it's, like, every single one of them is hot garbage, and like I've never heard of them, and they all sound exactly alike. Right, and yeah. none of them are rock. <laughs> I 
my my only connection because yeah the mostly the new music that i listen to is new music by bands who are right. are like 20 albums into their you know the Melvin, right yeah, yeah yeah so but i do have a co-worker who was born six years after i started working at the place that we worked together <laughs> <laughs> um and he occasionally like clues me into some new rock and roll type of stuff that he listens to. Is but. there new rock and roll? Well, it's mostly it's kind of like emo-y rock and roll. Okay. So I can't really get into it. Right. But now when you say emo-y, because I used to be into emo, like in the late nineties, early two yeah. thousands, is it comparable to that, it, or is it some new weird uh, form of it where it's <laughs> just awful? It's emo-y metal, um, but I can't really. I can't even think of like one of the band screamo? names. Like no, no, shit. I mean, you can like you can understand the lyrics and like it's you know. I mean, they might be screaming, but it's like melodically vocaled, uh, emotional metal, maybe. Okay. I'm, I, I, I mean, I would know the name of the band if like if I heard it, but there's there's one that he really likes. My um, Chemical Romance. It's not that one, but <laughs> that's that's the thing is like I just like obviously I can't connect with any of it that i've heard like because he's played a few things for me i'm like i just can't get into it right one of them's like something man i don't know i can't remember mc hammer maybe because that one yeah that's something something the kids are listening to (laughs) (laughs) um very emotive yeah no i can't think of it but yeah, I mostly listen to like yeah. I'm driving around in my car right now is a Velvet Underground CD. Like, yeah. like that was recorded ten years before I was born. And, right. You know, I still like that better than most everything else. Uh, I mean, I'm I've been listening to mostly metal, just just straight up metal for mm-hmm. like the last couple months. And I mean, like the newest band, like that I listen to, like that's just like in the in the mix and the shuffle. Is like Mastodon or The Sword. Yeah. And they've been around for at least 10, 15 years. At this right, point. right. Yeah. <laughs> they hardly are wet behind the ears. Right, yeah. And, and I mean, as far as like non metal music goes, like the most new band that I listen to is Minus the Bear. Also been around probably <laughs> 10, 15 years at this point. I, I'm actually really excited about later this month a debut CD of a band I'm from Bob Pollard. It's not. Not from Bob Pollard. I did buy a Bob Pollard CD today, by the way. Um, but, um, no, there's a band called Crystal Fairy, and by the end of this month, their debut record should be out. Uh, and it, I'm pretty excited about it. It's members of the Melvins, okay. but but it's also... Um, so that barely counts. <laughs> but it, it's Omar from uh, At The Drive-In and um, Terry Genderbender from The Butcherettes. Okay. And it sounds really good. I've heard a couple tracks. So okay. it doesn't... Like I wouldn't have recognized it as as any of those the Melvins, yeah, or any, of the, yeah. So I'm <clears> kind of <throat> excited about that. No, but the Get It by Voices CD I bought. I went to Omega Records today, and I was looking through the the used bin, and they had this Get It by Voices EP, um, and I'd never seen it before, and it was five bucks. And I was like, well, I know that song, but I don't know these songs. I'll, I'll just buy it. Sure. And I didn't notice, but there's a song called Matter Eater Lad. Oh, wow. And it is about Matter Eater Lad. That's great. <laughs> and so I've listened to it like four times today. And I was like, <laughs> I was looking through my collection. I was like, do I have some Legion of Superior comics I could pick as next 
next <laughs> just so we can listen to that song on the show. But right. but I, I have no no Legion Superior coming. Oh, so right. so uh, if we ever in the future happen to pick a Legion, sure. like I would vote for Mad Reader Lad the song. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't mention Legion of Superheroes, but he talks about this guy like eating like buildings yeah. and you know yeah. matter and matter eater life. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of crazy. <laughs> so that was well worth the five bucks. Like I looked at it, I was like, I was like, there's seven songs in here. That's worth five bucks. It's eleven minutes long. Seven, <laughs> seven songs in eleven minutes. Wow. So. So you got ripped off. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> it was fifty cents a song. You know, that's not bad. I'm down with that. Like, like you know, most bands only have, uh, you know, ten songs in their CDs, but sure, but, but they're like, minutes long. <laughs> right. Not everyone can be Tool, unfortunately. Tool is barely Tool at this point. I know. Hey, supposedly this year. Supposedly every year. (laughs) Yeah. I know they're headlining some like major festivals. Yeah, they played a few shows last year. Yeah, they played like six shows. Oh no! Seriously, it was like I think it was like six. Six. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Because I went to their website, which their website is bizarre. Yeah. I like it a lot, but there's just weird artwork and strange things to click on. And I've been on it in probably 15 years. It's bizarre. It's really, it's really neat. But uh, yeah, I know they played in New Orleans at some big fest for the Day of the Dead. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that was great. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. I saw them once. I never did. Yeah. Never did see them. They they may be one of the only bands that I would probably think about. Oh my gosh! I'd say a good two thirds of the people that would show up to there are people I wouldn't want to be in a room with. Oh, absolutely! But you know, but yeah, yeah. But it's a good show. Oh, I bet, I yeah. bet, yeah. They're they're really talented. I know, I know. When I did go to the one show, I was surrounded by obnoxious assholes. So yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, music, music. Yeah, I love it. I do like music. I am getting more into music than uh, I have been in the last mm-hmm. ten years or so. But uh, for the most part, I can still take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. I I like to always listen to music, but I'm definitely less inclined to see live music than I was a few oh, years ago. Yeah. Definitely not inclined mm-hmm. to do that at all. Right. I think. Yeah, probably like 2006 was the last time I went out of my way to see a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't have any plans of seeing any sh- I, I went and saw David Dondero like yeah. a week ago. It was awesome. There was like, it was a small bar in Cincinnati called the Listing Loon. And there's like 40 people there, maybe half of which were actually like actively watching the music, like standing. Because it was like, you know, you stand up close to where the stage is. There's no seats. Yeah. And then there's a bar and there's like 20 people there. So it wasn't very crowded and it was awesome. Like he played a lot of my favorite songs. And yeah, it's cool. It was a good show. But other than that, I have no plans of any live music anytime yeah, soon. So you're not going to go see Marty? No, I can't. I I can't. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm burning a church that night. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I need to just, you know. You can't do it all. <laughs> Black metal love, one love. Black metal lives matter. Is that is that terrible? Is that weird? <laughs> a little bit. It is, yeah, I take it back. <laughs> I mean, they do matter, but you yeah, know, but all lives matter. 
Yeah. Uh, that's terrible, too. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, should I pick a comic? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, cut our losses. Uh, okay. Um, I think we should read... The Superheroes? <laughs> yeah. The Mad Reader Lad miniseries. Written by Bob Pollard. Drawn by Bob Pollard. <laughs> I'd probably buy that. Yeah, out of curiosity. Right? Yeah. He could do a collage yeah, comic. That'd sure. be awesome. But like, I mean, if fucking John Byrne could do it, <laughs> I mean, Pollard's actually good at collages. So, you know, <laughs> um, no, I think we should read Renato Jones One Percent. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's a thing I own. Oh, sweet. I do too. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That makes it easier. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to read it for a while, and uh, it's finally over, and I I bought them, so. Yeah, well, I bought the trade. Sweet. So, so there we go, by by Care Andrews? Care, yeah. I, I don't know. Care, Carrie Kyle Andrews, maybe? Uh, I think. It's K-A-A-R-E. Yeah. Andrews. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. We don't care. We. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Gutter Trash.